0: This is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. Ciao. Adulting is good. I wanna
1: go home. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I wanna go home. I hate it
0: here. I hate it here. I hate it here. Hate it here. Yeah. Welcome back, my fellow adulties and adult adjacents. This is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. I'm your host. I am Queen T. I am Q-W-E-E-N-T-E-E. I spell it with a W because I'm extra. Same thing on the Twitter machine and pretty much everywhere else. Guys, you're not going to believe me. I have Thug Yoda from Insecure, a.k.a. Baby Voice Darius of Awkward Black Girl. Also Vince from Bigger on BET. I have Tristan J. Winger. What's up? Hey, what's happening? What's
2: happening? What's happening?
0: <laughs> I am delighted because for one i am a fan first of all let me just backtrack for the people if y'all haven't seen the misadventures of an awkward black girl on youtube this series which listen i don't care how much time has gone by i still need the next season
1: so (laughs) i still would like (laughs) it
0: but it was an amazing series and what i loved about it it was just every girl sees herself in Issa. You know what I'm mm. saying? There's parts of of girls that see ourself in that. But listen, Babyface Darius, a genius. That's comedy gold right there. Uh, I don't even know you. how you how did you even come up with that? Was that like what she wrote for you, or is it something that you kind of just came up with?
2: So in the script, it was written as um, so Darius, a uh, soft spoken new co-worker of Issa. And then I took that part of the description of Darius and also the part where Issa says in her head, am I going to have to ask this baby voice nigga to repeat himself? (laughs) And so I just took those two pieces of information and was like, let's give him this little ass voice.
0: (laughs) um, Genius. Because I am one of those people who gets so fucking frustrated with people who you have to constantly like, what? And then after the second what, you don't care. You just let it ride. But that's what was so funny about that scene with Issa because she didn't know if you were laughing or coughing. But if you guys (laughs) haven't seen it, go check that out because it's hilarious. Um, Also, our favorite blood, (laughs) the Yeldon,
2: Hey, you know what's up? You no know one's bracking.
0: <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it because I still say "bouch" to this day. Chocolate bit cookies, bookies. Chocolate bookies. <laughs> like, I didn't want to make you do the thing because you know, like I, I'm very cautious of wanting to have people be caricatures of themselves, mm-hmm. and I'm very just conscious of that. So I never wanted to be like, do the thing, do the thing. So I'm just gracious. You gave it willingly because that's like my favorite character. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. That's my favorite character. So uh, same thing with that. Was that something that was written or is that something that you inspired yourself? Or you, I know you were born and raised in L.A., yeah. right?
2: Born and raised in South Central L.A. and I still live here today. Um, so there's a little bit of a backstory with with Insecure. So um, I'm going to go back to August 2000. No, July 2015. So July 2015, Insecure was given a pilot order. Uh, which means that they, uh HBO was paying for the first episode to be produced. And then they were going to decide if they were going to make it after that. So Issa hit us all from Awkward Black Girl. She hit us in an email. She's like, hey, guys, I'm sure you've heard by now. But if not, I'm doing a show for HBO called Insecure. It's at the pilot phase right now. Um, and there aren't a lot of roles. But if you want to read the pilot script, let me know and I'll send it to you. Immediately, I hit her. up. I was like, yo, please, congratulations. Let me read the pilot script. I read the pilot script and it was so fucking funny. It was so damn funny. Like I remember it is. I remember in the script, I don't know if you remember from the pilot episode, but Issa and Molly were at the at uh, were at Mercado, the um the Ethiopian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then and then they were talking about like a sad, sad pussy or something like that, and it was like make that uh that groan sound that Marge Simpson makes <laughs> I specifically remember reading those lines and I fucking lost it it was so yes. funny the whole yes. the whole script is funny the way that Issa writes like it's just hilarious so i read the script i was like okay what role can i be and i was like oh i want to be lawrence and so i told Issa, i was like i i would love to read for i would love to audition for lawrence mm-hmm. and i did and i got very far in the audition process um but as you see it went to jay ellis who's the perfect lawrence um and she was like and I hit her up. I was like, hey, let me know if there's any feedback. She was like, there's nothing you could have done differently. He was just you. He, he was just perfect was for the role. You were, you were still great. Like, um, but just know that I'm still looking out for you. All right. And that was August 2015. They filmed it. They filmed it in they filmed it in August 2015. It got picked up to series in November, which meant the HBO was like, yes, we love the pilot. Let's make a whole show about this. Um, I congratulated each. she was like, I'm still looking out for you. Fast forward to January 2016. It's incredible. Fast forward to January 2016. Out of the blue, I get a text message from Issa. She's like, yo, I think I found the perfect role for you for Insecure. And she's oh, like, I'm yeah. going to send you the scene. And I was like, okay, dope. I'm excited as shit. The next day, she emails, she emails me, and it's a scene with Thug Yoda and Lawrence. And she was like, hey, so this is the scene. Um, let me know if you like it. If not, I can find something else for you, which is like, she Excuse doesn't me? have to do that. Exactly. She didn't have to do that. She did not have to do any of that. So I was gracious. I read it and I was like, this is hilarious. A blood who replaces all the C words with Bs. <laughs> it's genius. And I, read it, and I read it out loud to my girlfriend at the time. I was like, I just was reading it for her and her roommate and they were rolling. And I was just like, yes, this is it. I want to do this. This is hilarious. And she was like, you still have to audition, but like, I'm excited. So I prepared it. Um, I did go in with a coach just to tweak some things, just to make sure I had it like nice and solid. Um, the inspiration, which was your original question for Thug Yoda. Um, I took people who I knew. I took like my neighbors who live down the street. I'm in South Central LA, so of course there's like Crips and Bloods and stuff here. But like yeah. m- the important thing is that we're all regular ass people like some people may be celebrities but they're regular ass people some people right. may be in a gang but they're regular ass people thug yoda right. is a father to a now how old is she now like six or eight year old who happens to be a blood that's all and so i was just yeah. like okay cool there's that then it's like i love doing voices and i love changing my voice to embody a character so i was like who is who are a couple people who who inspire me for voices and i was like well i got this neighbor down the street he'd be like i trust you Hey, let me hide you for a second, <laughs> hey bro. Hey yo, what's you see them people moving in down the street? Hey, hey bro, you better watch them because they watching you. You better watch back. And I was like, all just right, keep cool.
0: your Let's head start. on the swivel. He's just yeah, looking just out, just out for you. On
2: a swivel, hey, hey bro, I see you. So, <laughs> there's that neighbor. There's um, Nipsey Hussle, who grew up not too far from me and lived not too oh, far. Oh
0: man, rest from me. in peace.
2: Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. I'm on. I'm on 48th. 60th is not that far from here. And I would see him at the Shell gas station on Crenshaw and Slauson. Awesome. And so Nipsey Hussle, he got a voice where it's kind of like, it's similar to dudes down the street, but it's oh like,
0: my
2: like, it's a little bit higher pitched and it's a little bit more easygoing and stuff like that. And then for the ridiculousness, I was like, and then I was like, okay, now there's comedy and it's like, oh, Ray J. And Ray J real ridiculous.
0: He be saying stuff. He be like, you know what? You know, Yo, princess, right. we good. We good and stuff. It's like, it's cool. We gonna figure it out. It's fine. You're and so, like, spooky. I, I,
2: and so I put all those voices together. And that that just became Thug Yoda. depending on what he talking about. So if you talk about something real serious, Damn. it'd be kind of like, but if it get a little bit ridiculous, oh yeah, I know you, uh Bobby, Brian, Byron, they brothers like yeah thug yoda has like a range of like ridiculousness and so that's where it came from i I auditioned for it i was i just stayed in character i auditioned i was on my way home from the audition i felt great Issa texted me she was like that was great uh everybody said don't cut your hair i was like okay cool and then on april fool's day 2000 April Fool's Day 2016, she hit me and was like, congratulations, HBO approved. And I was hyped, but I was also skeptical, Uh because it was April Fool's Day. So I was like...
0: Come on! This better not be a joke. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. After all, Black people have gone through. They wouldn't do that to y'all. You're right. You're right. But I'm glad it worked out the way that it did. I absolutely love the series, and I keep telling myself, I'm like, when Issa and Molly's relationship took like this a glass turn, Mm. it was I felt like it was kind of already coming like just over time just how you see it progressing and I was like you know what I need to watch watch it from the beginning so I can watch it happen after I know what's happening so you know just going back and watching those episodes and kind of like oh okay because the thing happened and then that happened Mm -hmm. and so you're able to piece those things together so I did want to know um, before we get into any more seriousness, I wanted to get your take on Molly and Issa's relationship. Being mm-hmm. that one, uh, these are people. You know, these are your friends. You know them outside of their characters because they are people, guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they They're are real people. Real they, people in the world. They are not their girl. characters. Correct. <laughs> Even though Issa, why did she do that? Made the character's name Issa, and it was it, so it's really difficult for people to separate.
2: <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> She meant to replace the name and just left it. So now she has to oh. those
0: consequences. Oh, you have to laziness. That's cool. <laughs> Shout out to East. I love that. Um <laughs> But I feel like, yeah, we, we kind of watch this relationship kind of escalate. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're watching it. Sometimes I watch you like tweet watch and like, not tweet watch. What do you call it? Live
2: tweeting. Live yeah.
0: tweeting and live tweet. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. And we see these things. So what do you make of their relationship at this point?
2: What, what I think is interesting about being <laughs> on the show and like being an audience member, it's like as an audience member, we get to see both sides. Right. So like I understand right. Issa's point of view. It's like, why aren't you rooting for me? Like, you know what I've gone through. Because I've gone through shit. Tristan, Tristan J. Winger has gone through some shit in his life. I'm so it's like if I've got friends who've known the shit that I've gone through and now I'm succeeding, I'm at a place where I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And the sky is the limit now. It's like all my friends should be happy for me. Why aren't you happy for me? And then on Molly's side, she feels like Issa is still doing some of the same old shit. But like mm-hmm. she shouldn't be sh- she shouldn't be shading her or shaming her for those things you know um so there's a lot of miscommunication to be honest like that's cool as as an audience member it's just watching it it's like you' all not saying the things you need to say
0: frustrating things. you're like why don't you just what is happening yeah. what is happening so
2: you know it's a lot of ego in there that's mm. it's a lot of fear in there um yeah. Yeah, they both got issues that they got to deal with.
1: Yeah.
2: Molly seems to have more issues, though.
1: For sure. She has trust, For sure. She has trust
2: issues. She doesn't trust anybody. She don't trust her dad. She doesn't trust her brothers. Maybe and she it's
0: crazy because I'm like, how could Molly hold men to this standard, her father to this standard? And just a season ago or a couple of seasons ago, she was sleeping with a married man and knew better. What do you mean it's an open relationship, well, but you haven't talked about it? It's like, I don't know. You can see that these things happen and you can see the nuance in cheating. You can see that emotions can be involved. You can see those things and then hold the father to this mm-hmm. standard. Like, how could you? Well,
2: well, well, hold on to to her defense, though. Like they it was communicated because re- remember last season, Joe uh, Joe and Molly were in bed and he got a mm-hmm. phone call from his wife. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no, I'm here with Molly. Oh, OK. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. So, like, they, it was a real open relationship, but it was just messy. It was a messy, open relationship.
1: And mm. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like that shit.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like, she could see that even if somebody is stepping outside of their marriage, mm-hmm. that you could care for this other person. And it's, it may not just be physical and it may not just be this fleeing thing.
1: Mm-hmm. You could
0: see the nuance in it and that it could yeah. happen. But then you look at your father and go, How could you? Because we look at our parents like these heroes.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: And so when they fall from grace, they really fall from grace. Mm-hmm. And um I do see the trust issues in her. But I like you said, with Issa, it was like, damn, like if you're so used to her fucking up, the one time she really pulls through, you should be like right there.
2: Yes, open the moon, clicking your heels.
0: Correct.
2: Just a little jumping. So out it heels. was
0: like, damn, you know what I mean? Um, and on the flip side of that, this past episode with Issa and Lawrence, it was like, <sighs> my soul. My soul needed the cleansing of yeah. just brown people loving on each other with no kind of extra complication. It's just, you just need a little bit of tenderness and love right now because it's just a lot. So what did you take from that episode?
2: It, it, first of all, that was one of the most perfect episodes of television I have ever seen in my life.
0: Gang, gang.
2: And I feel like it was the most romantic um, episode of black television I've ever seen in my life as well. I, I loved it so much the whole time, the whole time I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, because of this, trauma that we have about like but then things go wrong it's like we're mm. i'm just waiting like okay at the restaurant no or at the bar no nope. okay they're going okay they're getting a left oh it's uber black okay cool even though uber is problematic but whatever it was a corinthians left. called corinthians called yep and i was like so isa left for the bathroom she called the girl called corinthians <laughs> condola i'm like wait what's the real thing condola, <laughs> condola called um or texted he texted back and you can even see on Lawrence's face. He was like, mm-hmm. you could tell like he was thinking about it. He was thinking about, okay, well I'm going to just wrap this up and go. But then you saw the thought change like, but I'm really enjoying my time with these Right.
0: Right. right. I She's loved new, it. Everything and it was oh, refreshing.
2: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful from beginning to end. It was my favorite episode of Insecure to date.
0: I loved the vulnerability Yeah. because like, I don't know what day that was. I was on Twitter and you know, A nigga be tweeting. But Mm. I was asking people, like, how do they view uh, vulnerability? And Mm. people saw it so negatively. Like, it's a weakness. And it's a...
1: What?
0: You know what I mean? When you're vulnerable, people take advantage of you. And I'm like, you have to think about how you're walking through your life thinking that someone's trying to get you. You know what I mean? Um, How do you ever feel safe? How do you ever build trust if you're just waiting for the ball to drop? You know what I'm saying? um but it takes that little bit of vulnerability i love people who are thorough and can be vulnerable even when it's not cool when it's not popular to say that thing or to admit that thing is something in that that's so authentic that draws me to people like that because i aspire to be like that and when i saw that in the episode i was like oh my god imagine how many relationships can mend even if you don't end up together. It's not about being together. It is about this space that you violated or was violated Mm -hmm. that you can come back as new people and Mm -hmm. look at it from the outside and not be so entangled with the emotions of it in the moment that you get it to breathe and look at it again and go, Oh yeah. Okay. So this is what happened. You know, like I was just like adoring the vulnerability yeah. And even Issa saying, I don't want the night to end yet, I'm like, Yes, <laughs> girl, go get your dick. That go. I was like, do what you have to do, Issa. Yeah. Absolutely. So she did that. It was it was amazing to yeah. see and um I don't need a rant, but it was like I had a conversation <laughs> with my boyfriend the other day and I said, um, I'm like, Man, I think this black struggle that we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. We lack organization because it's hard for us to unify. It's hard for us to unify because we like to branch off and I'm a this black person, I'm a that black person, I'm a rich black person, poor, all of these spaces in blackhood. When I really thought about it, I was high. But when I really thought about it, I was like, the core principle in this is that there has been a broken trust between black women and black men.
1: Yeah.
0: And we don't believe men anymore. And and we don't trust men anymore. And women have been violated by men so much. It's like women will follow you to the end of the earth.
1: earth. Women
0: will always be front and center for you. Women will get between you and a gun. Women will go that far to protect you. And mm-hmm. when we look for the protection, we get judgment. Y'all wear this too much. Y'all have filters. What about this? Yeah. What about that? And we're picked mm-hmm. apart.
2: Why you got only OnlyFans? What are you doing? It's like doing what she wants to do she's minding her business
0: just all on her own all the way over there and men come from wherever the hell they be at to come over there to tell her what she should and shouldn't do and tell us what our place are but you don't make us believe you you don't make us trust you Mm
1: -hmm. and if
0: there's a broken trust between black men and black women like when the haitians led the revolution they kicked everybody's ass because the women trusted them they believed them they mm. were on the front lines with them. They were in the house. They were medics. They were all those things because they trusted them. Mm-hmm. But it's not our fault that we don't trust them.
2: Absolutely not. Um, Absolutely not.
0: It's not even black people's fault. Just just going back historically of having black men ripped out of the home. Yeah. Black men, you know, tortured in front of you to let you know that he is not the head of your household and he does not have the power so all of those things come into play so if we can't trust each other like right now there's this but what about Breonna Taylor and you guys aren't you know paying attention to black women that are dying and I'm like yeah. man this is just sad and so when I saw that vulnerability in that scene or in the whole show I was like wow that could like fix the world <laughs> yeah. it, it could just fix
2: the. it could fi- fix our, world. our um, world if we if we listen to each other so that's it. If we're not premeditating what we're about to say as a response, like, okay, she's going to say this, so I'm going to say this. And then Ooh. if she responds this way to that, then I'm going to say this. It's like, no. Or,
1: Ooh.
2: or instead of having a script, we okay. can just sit here and improvise. And the best way to improvise is by listening, digesting that information, yeah. and then responding appropriately and respectfully. It's so, e- to me, it's so easy, but I, I understand that that's like, it's not that easy just because yeah. There's so many other traumas that we've experienced in our lives as individuals, let alone as black people in general, like there are individual experiences that we all have that lead us to mistrust or to place trust in people, and then they dishonor us um so we can do it
0: I mean we can, when you say that trust it's and and listening to not respond and really take it in and not take things so personal all mm-hmm. the time like People's truth aren't always an attack on you. You know, it's just their truth and you can't bend it and make it be your way so you can feel better about what they have to say to you. Yeah, I wish we did have those spaces, but, you know, this is where we at, this rag last place. Um, but just moving on before we get into everything, I just want to know, have you been sleeping?
2: I've been sleeping a lot better lately. Um, lately. I will say I will say um Maybe about a month ago. So from the beginning of the pandemic, so around like in, in the quarantine, uh, so like mid July up until about a month ago, I was very, I was sleeping very irregularly. So I was, I wasn't able to go to sleep until maybe like three, four o'clock in the morning when usually I'd be in bed by 12 and then like on my way to Snooze Town. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. And then all of a sudden like I couldn't sleep. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh yeah, I get to smoke some indica. Um, and that helps a lot. When when I do have moments that I that I can't, and then I just I just went and bought the strongest indica because I'm like, well, this is my sleep medication. I'm only going to use this as medication,
1: mm. and it
2: worked. And I was like, great. So now my sleeping schedule is back to normal, unless I take like a nap in the middle of the day or something. But um, it's kind of coming back a little bit. The insomnia, a little bit. Mm, so yeah, there's that.
0: I mean, How I'm just asking, because I mean, my sleep is just, I don't know what the hell. I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I wake
0: up a million times a night. I don't even really remember the last time I got great sleep because it's like, um, I don't know. I just feel so restless. It could just be because literally everything that's happening right now, being on house arrest, you know, all these things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I get this, um type of anxiety sometimes when I have to go to the stores and have to wear a mask because I just I need to openly breathe (laughs) like the mask is so uncomfortable and it's just and I know that's such a small thing to complain about but it just it's so awkward when you go to places now you don't know what you should and shouldn't be doing shouldn't shouldn't be touching you you know you're you you feel discombobulated you feel awkward when people are crowding or just all of it and then Mm -hmm. I feel so weird and and so I don't know. I, I just haven't been getting great sleep. I know a lot of people I know, um, black people specifically, just the trauma of watching it. It's like, are you also addicted to your phone right now? Like you can't put it down for a long period of time. <laughs>
2: uh, yes. So, and I, and I have to make myself aware of it. It's like, damn, this is FOMO. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to miss anything. Mm. Like I, I will see it later. So, but, uh, yeah, my phone has been telling me, Hey, Trish, you've spent 12 hours on average, on your phone oh. last, last week. And I was like, oh, you right. Let me put this thing down.
0: That screen report will drag you it. by your eyebrows. It is rude. Man. and, and I don't very, appreciate it. <laughs> they're
2: very short, so that's painful.
0: I'll be like, what you mean I was on there for nine hours? A day? A shift?
2: Right. Right. <laughs> In total, last week?
0: I'm like, oh. And then you go, I'm totally going to put it down because I don't need this. And I'm going to do better this week. And then what happens? you do worse. The world explodes and you like how can I not look at it? Right. You know, masochists, glutton for punishment. I don't know. I mm-hmm. have a very difficult time. And I was reading something that says the average American picks up their phone every 12 minutes, but I feel like it's much more than like less time than that now. Yeah. And it's nothing like I I've taken off notifications in this poor ass attempt to keep myself from not Opening the socials and, but I still go to it anyway. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and I can't
0: not watch it. I, it's so traumatizing that I can't stop watching.
2: It's like a car so, crash.
0: Yes, and, and and I feel terrible, and it doesn't make me feel good to constantly watch it. But I cannot pull my pull myself away, and it's like it doesn't matter how evolved I think I am or how many books I read. It's like when it's happening, you're like.
1: Those.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And you? Mm-hmm. And you no,
2: go ahead. Yeah, you're still human. Like you still you you care. Like the reason why we're we're doing this is because it's like, okay, well, what else is happening? If this is happening, then what else is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like we we want to stay informed, especially right now. It's difficult to to get away from our phones because the news is reporting one thing and painting a specific narrative but then when we get on twitter and we actually see people who are on the ground and people who are self reporting what's happening it's a totally different story so it's like that trust issue again it's like mm-hmm. i don't feel like i can trust you news
1: That's but i can trust
2: true. i can trust these people that i follow somewhat about Regardless. reporting the truth because i can see i can see what's happening right. i can see i can see that the looting is not necessarily coming from black folks Mm. You know, if we didn't have social media, we wouldn't necessarily know about what's happening right now. So
0: even though I feel like black people need our own Twitter, (laughs) like individually. (laughs) Black planet. Ah, Let me go update my profile right now.
2: Right. I'm going to put some um, italics on there, a little scrolling marquee.
0: Listen, they had us coding myspace days. We were coding Mm -hmm. when they realized what they were doing. They were like, oh, (laughs) got him out of there. But um, because we were talking about *Insecure* and uh, we were talking about baby fo- baby face, baby voice, Darius, um, the character boss lady who was uh, vv problematico. And she was one of those white people who felt like they were progressive and probably liberal and appropriating to the highest degree. But they feel like they're doing some type of appreciation for right. the culture. And that was back in what, 2000, between 2011, 2013 for mm-hmm. Aqua Black Girl, right? Yep. And you have now, where we're in 2020... And we're still dealing with that very same type of white people who feel like they're helping, but they don't really get it. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, with these videos that we can see from our followers or when it's retweeted on our timeline, we can see white teenagers and white people in general um, being violent, um, as they always are. But being violent and busting out the windows and it's like and just vandalizing property, vehicles, whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. We're
0: watching that happen. And these are people who say they're for I'm for Black Lives Matter. I'm supporting Black Lives Matter. But it's like, are you, though? Right. Like, when you, you up in,
2: I, I just think it's very strange. Like they I feel like <laughs> in a way it feels like black people can't have anything. It's <laughs> like it's like, OK, Nothing. music, we got they jazz, nope. rock and roll. Nope. hip hop. Nope. All right. Uh, we need to have a movement so we can tell people to stop killing us, specifically cops. And it's like, yeah, you're right. We do need to do that. What does that look like? We need to riot. We need to break windows, and we need to go in Patagonia and steal surfboards and go into the van store
0: you
2: and take. That. I need some board shorts. And it's like that's not what this movement is about. Oh
0: God, did always- you did you watch first of all? Did you watch Dr. Umar Johnson's live that one day? No, no. What
2: happened. What happened with Doctor Umar Feelgood?
0: I'ma send it to you after. But listen, yeah. he is very problematic as well. <laughs> However, <laughs> when he makes points, he makes them.
1: Mm-hmm. He makes
0: them, and he said that black people are so afraid to be on our own that we will open up our protest, our movement to others.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because we fear standing alone on our own, doing our own thing that we will allow ourselves to be infiltrated because we see any that's why everybody's talking about diversity and unify and it's like it's not an everybody problem it is a black problem versus white supremacy that's been our major problem from the beginning and he said that you can't come down to the hood where i live and say that you are supporting me and you live in the better neighborhoods you live in the better schools You go to the better colleges. You should be there advocating for us. Why would you come to the hood, Mm -hmm. damage my shit and say Mm -hmm. that you are for me and for my movement? Right. And that happens because we don't have people going, no, you can't join our movement. We're out here by ourselves. You can support on the sidelines. You can go back home. You can go to your capital. You can, you know what I mean? You have all of those tools of your whiteness. You mm-hmm. have tools. Go use them. Go advocate for me in spaces I can't be. Don't come to where I am. And when right. you said that, I was just like, right,
1: Right, like, yes. damn it, damn
2: it, you're right. Yes,
0: I, you know, when you're right, you're right. And I'm like, hey, you got one. You got me. But um, no, that's that's very true. And we're watching this. It. unfortunate because we're watching non-blacks loot non blacks breaking things vandalizing, but when they're looking down at who is the culprit we're we're always the suspect,
2: yep, we're to blame
0: we're always the blame. That's so what do you make of celebrities and influencers being cancelled for their opinions on the death of george floyd?
2: Mm, i I agree with the with the belief that we shouldn't be looking to celebrities as leaders because Boom. I mean, first of all, we are all human, which means that we are all Mm -hmm. flawed, flawed AF. And some of us are flawed AF more than others. And so um, cancel culture is very strange to me. And it's like, and one of the things I tweeted either yesterday, the day before yesterday, might've been yesterday morning was talking about how, you know, I would like for us to not argue with each other in public, give feedback and give feedback in private because that's our business. We don't need other people to see us talking to each other and be like, what? You can't say that. You canceled or whatever. And then they're looking at us like, see, they can't even they can't even handle themselves. Like they need mm-hmm. us. And it's like, no, no, we don't. We just need to correct each other in private, not not in front of everyone for the world to see. It's just kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, being with your parents when we were younger. You're eight years old. You're in a store and like you're throwing a tantrum because you can't get a toy or something, whatever. <laughs> um and, and um your parents are just kind of like talking to you through their teeth. You just need to stop that, stop that right now. Like that's that <laughs> should be us, like in, in public. Right. Like, you better stop, stop, mm-hmm.
1: stop. And then in
2: private, come on, bruh. I told you about that. Why would you say these things? Why would you say that we need to stop protesting and stuff and stop writing and da 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 da? Right. Da, 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 da. right. We can do that in private. We don't need to do that publicly for everyone right. else to be like
0: yeah, exactly. That's what we've been saying. <laughs> that's what we've been saying this whole time. You're like, shut your ass up. <laughs> Let me go talk you. to my cousin. <laughs>
2: Daniel, no one was saying anything to you.
0: So, <laughs> You know, because they're brave. They go ahead and put an animal or some um, abstract object as their default picture, and they say wild things. So we definitely shouldn't make it a circus, and that's, you know, that's why you know like i told you before like i i I never want to make someone a caricature of themselves like when i saw i know i'm deviating but cardi b when everyone do the thing do the thing oh and and you're like cringing because you're like this performative is like a show monkey Mm -hmm. and i hate it i hate Mm -hmm. when people are like do the thing that i know you for and and a lot of that like a lot of football players are realizing now with what drew Brees has said um a lot of the football players, even though they were aware because they went to white colleges, they know. Mm-hmm. But to see someone who could be their their partner and they're on the field and they're in the grind with you and they still could have these opinions of people who look like you and
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and what you stand for, and who you are. And they're confronted with those things. It's like now you're confronted with the idea that people only love you when you're performing. What is that? What is that when the only way that they can love you is very conditional and it's if you perform and make me dance, make me feel good about myself. You know, that's why the whites love Lizzo. She makes awkward, bad bodied white women feel great about themselves and Uh it's like. If we aren't in positions to make them feel good, then they don't love us. They don't want us. They, they don't support right. us. And so you have those football players now like, oh, that's what y'all was talking about. That's what Kat was talking about. Right. It's sad. It's sad that we're at this point. But I think it was more. shut up and dribble. Then the ladies, And then she just recently said, well, everyone has opinions and he has the right to speak his opinion. And you're like, that's so cute oh just mm, racism love it look
2: at you look at you with your racist ass
0: that's I probably can't sleep in the first place but um, yeah just going back to the topic it's just yeah those influencers and, and those celebrities and you have those influencers who are out there for aesthetics yeah now you're out there in LA
1: mm-hmm. how
0: has the the scene been out there like maybe not on your block cause you know you've got crips and bloods oh. to protect you. <laughs> But outside yeah. of that, just being out in the city, um, mm. just just how is the nature right now?
2: The nature is mm, it's it's interesting. Uh so this morning I drove through I drove through Hollywood uh coming home and um I drove past like Melrose and the Fairfax areas that were that were kind of polluted and damaged. Um but as far as like the inter interpersonal relationships mm. I, I feel I feel the tension because I I feel like I can feel other people's energy and I remember when the first night of the of the protests and riots on Friday I think um, that's when I felt the energy of the city the most and I just felt tired like so tired and it's not like I even did anything mm. uh, I I can't go out and protest because being around that many people will make me physically exhausted I. I can't. So I support in other ways. But as far as like that one day that when it started, I felt exhausted and I was at home Mm. just reading, reading what's happening on Twitter and and seeing people's lives on Instagram. And it was it was tiring. So I can imagine that other people feel tired as well, even more so.
0: Yeah. I mean, same. I mean, and, and even just speaking on the celebrities and influencers, because the other day, there was this uh, blackout Tuesday where nobody posted anything except a black screen or Black yeah, that, Lives Matter or something. That's not what that it such. was
2: supposed to be. That, that was. So there was a lot of miscommunication around that. Um, and even so I posted the black square. But before I even did that, I researched what that was supposed to mean. And that was that was an effort started by two black women who were in the uh, music industry and entertainment. And they wanted to post a black square along with the hashtag and movement for uh, the show must be paused. Uh, and yes. that was for support of musicians in the music industry and like streaming, because that whole industry was set up in a way that the artists, it isn't clear how the artists are be- are profiting from right. streaming services. And so they wanted to uh, start that movement in solidarity for 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 artists and, and entertainment. And then somehow it got turned into post this black square and nothing else for a day for in support of black lives matter and it's like sure but the intention was something completely right. different. and so i tried to make sure as much as i could to instruct and, and to teach on my platform be like this is what this is about mm-hmm. look up the bio for for more details and click on that link so you can understand what this is about um people were like you shouldn't be posting that. i'm like i'm informed here's what it is though here's here's his mm-hmm. information here it is. Here's what it is, you guys. But um, it was um, it it could have been executed better.
0: That's what I said, how it can get infiltrated.
1: Yeah,
0: it can get infiltrated. And then the agenda gets lost. And yeah. then you have people who are just anti that because just because, you know, there are people right. that just like to go against the grain because they want to be different or some shit. So, um <laughs> Honestly, like I did it because I was definitely uninformed of that, but I did it because I saw what was happening. And mm-hmm. I said, if I could just put this here to acknowledge what we're, what our agenda is and not post a selfie, not post a dog, not post some ice cream in your hand, because that's insignificant in comparison to what's happening right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: I almost felt crazy posting a picture of myself knowing just The tension and everything that's happening right now, I feel ridiculous, but I have to realize it like I'm not like everybody else. Everybody isn't like me. But I did it for that reason. Just like it's whatever you're going to post, whatever stupid shit it is, it's not going to be as important as whatever movement. So if you're going to post something, post information, post the link, post the petition, post whatever you're going to post that is for this movement. Like I almost don't want to hear anything else. Anything else is noise to me. And I know that we all need breaks, but it's like, bro, something very significant is happening in real time. And we're watching it happen. Mm-hmm. And people sit back and wonder, like, what well, if I was in in the, this time and if I was in, I'm like, whatever you're doing right now is what you would have been doing then. Yep. Sit with that, let that sizzle in your spirit, because that's all that would have happened. We, we think we're going to be this whatever. But I'm like, the reality is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. is what you would have done and whatever that is is hey i have no judgments of that but we also can't judge people who are trying who are on the front line which also let me say just i have the most the utmost respect for people who are putting their lives and their livelihoods in jeopardy and being on the front line and going to the protests and being maced and tear gassed and all type of heinous fucking crimes from these same people um people just shouldn't be dying at protests of someone who died, right. or not died, murdered, by right. the same police that are still antagonizing them. Right. So I know you've seen it as well. What do you make of those strategically placed pallets of bricks popping up in locations?
2: That, that shit is so weird. It's, I, I make that there, I make that, this is still institutionalized. Mm. This is still institutionalized racism and this is all set up. Don't every want us to single time. They don't they don't every step of the way it's like, well, we're not gonna put up a barrier, but we're gonna put these bricks here haphazardly. And it's like what the fuck who leaves a pallet of bricks in an area that has no construction going on? Are you kidding me? And luckily, you know, a lot of people have been seeing that, posting about it and being like, We're not falling for this. Like I even saw one video on Twitter over the weekend where there was a a construction zone constructed in the mm-hmm. middle of a street on the side of a street where there were bricks and it was like roped off with caution tape and then all these white people in black outfits were like, "Yeah, let's get these bricks." And I'm just mm-hmm. looking and everybody's looking at this like, "This is a setup. These people look like they were either paid to do this or they're the ones who put these bricks here to be used in the first place." It's a, it's very strange and this you know we joke about this being like an episode of black mirror but we're totally an episode we're this totally, is an
0: episode or this could be the parallel universe whatever i'm doing in the other universe i hope it's not this shit i just hope it's not
2: word this i hope is, i'm on an island i'm hoping just, I'm on an island in a hammock drinking coconut water man just having a good time
0: it's literally doing anything but dealing with oppression and um police brutality um now that all four police officers are in custody, Derek Chavon um, has, well, his charge was bumped up to the second degree murder. Um, and as well as the other three officers that are in custody um, that were charged in aiding and abetting um, second degree murder and also aiding and abetting for second degree manslaughter. And it's like, is there arrest sufficient for you?
2: Say that one more time. Is there any?
0: Is there arrest them being arrested and charged with these things, is that sufficient? Is that justice to you?
2: It's a, it's one step.
1: Mm.
2: (laughs) It's one step. Like we've taken we, that is one step toward a goal that is 3000 miles away. Mm. So sure. Like it is, but, but here's the thing. Um, I'm not going to undermine. I'm not going to undermine that step because every step in the right direction is progression.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. However, it's just one step. Yeah. There's so much more to be done because I just I keep reading. I'm, I'm, I try to educate myself as much as possible on this, but apparently it's difficult to charge and convict police officers because there's some kind of statute or something.
1: Mm,
0: ain't that something? You Which mean just, the same people who protect them also wrote that? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> when I think about it in totality, I'm not going to look guys let me just be transparent. You look, y'all know I smoke sometimes, but there are times where I get listed and I am deep into my mind because I love resolution. I love getting to the bottom of shit. Um, but when I think about literally everything that is wrong with black people, the negative things that we have picked up, we've learned from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the same people that are oppressing you right now also gave you Christianity. All of these things. And it's unfortunate. And it's like we're in this loop that we can never really get out of. I'm like, there is no reforming the police because they they were built that way. That's yeah. what they're for. If they reform it, the powers that be are not willing to let go of that power. Mm-mm. They're not willing to let go of that power. So where does that put us? We have nowhere else we could go because we honestly don't even know where we came from because we were stolen. And so we can't even go home to a sense. You know what I'm saying? When they say go back to Eric, to go back to Africa. And I'd be like, girl, you picked me up. You could- you take me back then. You know right. what I'm saying?
2: It's like, in a round trip.
0: Where's the 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 coins the doubloons? Are you gonna pay for me to go there? Cause I I'll take a trip, but this this go back to somewhere else, and it's like where is somewhere else? Cause where is our home? You took that from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're stuck here, and we have to live amongst our oppressors. And no matter how angry we have been, and they make us, we still have to go to work. We yeah. still have to <laughs> interact with them and not judge them and not judge them individually and it's like of course you meet some some person that's that's white or whatever and no they're not a bad person it doesn't mean that but their literal presence is a reminder Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and they never say it but there's this um unspoken thing that you're inferior you know what i'm saying and i don't see how that's Mm -hmm. not affecting people
2: yeah it it affects us every single day every single day like I'm reading this book about post-traumatic slave syndrome, mm. and, and it talks about how back in, what was it, the 1500s, whenever slavery was happening, and the way that slave masters will promote slaves, and it's like, all right, you, now you're going to come live in a house with me, but I want you to enforce the same rules that I'm enforcing on you on the others, because mm. you're better than them. Mm. You're superior. Mm-hmm. You're a better slave, and it's like, but I'm still a slave, though.
0: Right. So right. it's like
2: you're, you're still you're still placing us in this hierarchy, where it's like right. they're down here, you're up here, but I'm way up here, and don't right. you forget it.
0: Right, and even having that kind of relationship, and even them deliberately creating black people that way, light skin, dark skin works to this day. Yep, to this day, <laughs> it still works to this day um, mm-hmm. of light skin, black light skin, dark skin thing. And we can't get over it because we know why it exists. We know that the fair skinned people got this type of treatment and dark skinned people got this type of treatment where even dark skinned men started to have a preference of light skin because they were cleaner. He didn't want Qu- the dark, quote unquote, skin, quote unquote cleaner, cleaner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: or seen as that or viewed as that because he's right next to the dark skinned person that smells all those little things. And it creates these preferences that we don't even know where that thing comes comes from. And it's like, what do you mean you only date light skin? You only, those things are beyond me at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's like, considering what we're watching right now, that shouldn't even be at just nowhere in sight, but we're still struggling from those same things. You know what I'm saying? Um, from that time, from centuries ago. So the fact that we can't come together to post a black square or we can't come together to do those things. It's like, it is disheartening to me Mm -hmm. that we're this far away because we cannot come together on the small things like the tiny, the bare minimum. We can't agree. Mm -hmm. And I I just lose, I hate to say that, but I lose hope sometimes mm. that we're going to get past that because, like we said earlier in the episode of just broken trust right now and things like that. So, one, because I know you live in L.A. and LAPD has been a shit show for quite a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look like that. <laughs> I know they have been <laughs> A while. But, um, like I was saying before, like, do you believe that the police can be reformed? Because I know that a football player recently donated an obscene amount of money to reform police. Yeah. Like a million dollars. That's. Do you think that is a possibility? No.
2: Why not? No. Not at all. Um, the police can't be reformed because just like racism, this has been ingrained in our livelihood. And the only way for them to be, quote, unquote, reformed is to defund the police and invest that energy and those resources elsewhere. Because when we look at other countries that don't have guns, not even the police have guns, like crime is down, deaths are down. Like, it's just what what are we doing? We mm-hmm. have police. The police aren't they're really not here to protect us. They're here. to They're called police law enforcement because they're enforcing law
1: mm. but the
2: law is something that's 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 an unwritten law
1: mm-hmm. right they're
2: not they're mm, they're not enforcing the law that's written that we all see they were like yes we all agree with this they're enforcing a different law it's like you need to keep these niggas in check
0: that's the law that's the law and anytime you violate that you're gonna have a problem you're yeah. gonna have this type of resistance,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they're like, "What do you mean we have to stop doing that? We've been doing it so long, and it's been working so well. Mm-hmm. Why would you want us to stop doing that?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's just frustrating to uh, to watch, and it's scary just to know any black person at this point, because you you see yourself in a George Floyd or a Breonna Taylor or a Mark yes. Arbery. You're like, yo, I do this shit all the time. What do you mean? Go for a jog. I do it all the time. Right. You You mean people that just decide I don't belong here? Yep. It's crazy. Yep. And that's they how get reality.
1: to mm-hmm.
2: they get to go into someone's home, break in, start shooting, and then ask questions later, and then arrest they, <laughs> in the wrong home. Then they arrest the boyfriend for shooting back and protecting his home. Charge him. Luckily, the charges have been dropped. But it's like a lot—a li- life was lost.
0: That is, I don't. I know that we care, and we're and we're trying to promote it now. We're trying to get. I know her case has been reopened, from what I understand. And uh, but those police officers still got to go home and hug their kids and kiss their wives. And mm-hmm. if if the boyfriend didn't survive, we wouldn't hear about it. Um, they would have done whatever to cover that up and they were dead ass wrong and they know that and what person wouldn't start letting off a few bullets when you hear an intruder coming into your home where your lady is laying at like Mm -hmm. and then to charge him at all like what do you mean the charges have been dropped what
2: was he charged in the first place y'all were at the wrong house you killed (laughs) you killed his partner like what's up
0: In our sleep, like just heinous, Mm -hmm. heinous things. And we still have to function in society as black people, as good black people. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, white conformity is a thing. You changing your voice, you code switching. A lot of that is in, in insecure and awkward black girl. Mm -hmm. Of just feeling the need to conform when you do have to go into corporate America because it's just part of you. It's a part of me, too. Probably not so much now, but I hate this thing that I feel like I have to straighten up because I'm around them. Because they don't feel the need to straighten up around me. Um, And it's frustrating that I have to choose a different type of tone and I have to coddle them to make Mm -hmm. them feel more comfortable with my existence Mm -hmm. and like the episode of insecure when the young black lady worked at her at molly's job (laughs) who i love her um yeah she's
1: dope
2: her real name is gail bean
0: gail bean
2: gail bean she's excellent she's on snowfall she's on a couple other shows right now she's killing it she's dope gail is dope shout out
0: to gail
1: bean she's
0: amazing and i do love her I loved her from the moment I heard her voice. Like I was like, right. yeah. I love this bitch. I like her. But um, even in that, we saw this thing where Molly's like, whoa, tone down the black. You're upsetting the whites. And that's mm-hmm. not going to get you anywhere. And you know what I'm saying? There is something in being authentic and being yourself. And then you become the black girl. The right. sassy black girl. Like, I've been at jobs where I ha- I'm the only black girl. And anybody that knows me, you know, I change my hair like every other week. And that's just, <laughs> that's how I am.
1: Gotcha.
0: But you're the black girl that changes your hair a lot. Like, mm-hmm. y- you know, they make this thing out of everything that you do mm-hmm. and make you be, well, you're such a strong black girl. And it's like, why you make me strong? Why do I have to be that for you?
1: Right.
0: Why can't I just exist when we do things it have to be exemplary? Like It it has to be extraordinary when we do things. Black excellence. I'm like, why we got to why you just can't be why we have (laughs) to be the martyr for some shit for y'all because y'all feel less than like Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: don't have to be the black girl, you know. And so Molly was trying to save her from that. Um, and help her Mm -hmm. conform but that conformity just don't be sitting right in my spirit I just don't like it Um, the
2: ancestors said
1: nah
0: it's just it's not cute like I don't and when you watch people do it you almost gag because you're like don't kiss ass don't be a Carlton ass nigga don't Mm -hmm. don't do that which I've been watching the Fresh Prince on HBO Max
1: and it's delicious
0: (laughs) I love it have you been watching
2: yeah, I've been watching HBO Max, just not Fresh Prince yet. Um, I've been watching Steven Universe because I'm getting back into animation. But um, yeah,
0: you told me you were. I know this is completely side what we're talking about, guys, <laughs> but it happens. Y'all know how I be. But yes, no Steven Universe. I'm totally. I have to figure out how to be Garnet for Halloween. I don't know how, but I'm I gonna do that. Very,
2: very doable. It's not like not a lot of I need the
0: headpiece.
2: Stuff.
0: Ah, I need the headpiece. To, to really pull off the look. Anyway, guys, um, <laughs> I guess the reason why I'm asking these things is because, like, considering the COVID and being quarantined and not being able to go outside, police brutality, rampant racism, you know, the world is on fire right now. And I did want to see what your thoughts were on Hollywood, specifically Black Hollywood moving forward, because I'm sure that all of this is going to affect the Hollywood community and probably already is. So can you speak to that at all?
2: Yeah. So as far as what I've seen, like I'm supposed to be in Atlanta shooting season two of bigger right now. Like we were supposed to go out there. We were supposed to start shooting April 13th, which I think was a Monday because insecure premiered April 12th, I think. So yeah, we were supposed to be out there shooting season two mm-hmm. in Atlanta. COVID hit Rona. Um, and <laughs> now I'm home. Uh, Tyler Perry has been working very hard to get things up and running at his studio, and I believe, from what I've read and heard, um, they're going back to start filming his two shows for BET Sisters and the Oval uh, starting in July. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to change things because some of the mandates are: when you're not performing on screen as a performer, then you have to be, you know, keep your distance six feet away with your mask. Of course, you got to get tested. Um, I think he, he was talking about originally a couple weeks ago when he first was like, Here's how we can do it. He was like, get tested, test the actors when they're at home, get them tested when they arrive, get them tested mm-hmm. <laughs> before we start shooting. Everybody else, everybody at his um everybody on his production team has been tested and they're all good. Um so Is it it's gonna, it's gonna, be it's gonna change thing? things. It's uh, the testing? Yeah. Oh I hope not.
0: Not testing but um what do you call it the thermometer to to check for your fevers well, like I mean, on a daily basis like the procedures they would create um I think that's, onset I, mm-hmm.
2: I believe that's part of it too is the mm. temperature checks i don't know i just think it's uh, it's, it's strange why
0: do you look like that what does that even well mean? because
2: so the reason why and i don't know if this is video or if we're doing on, only audio but i rolled my eyes <laughs> and it's because it's both. i'm I, i'm just very annoyed by all of this and <laughs> this isn't anyone's fault but the man in the white house just no just like, no it's it's his fault literally he, he decided to be he decided to act reactionary and late af to all of this so that's why i rolled my eyes but um <laughs> it could be a daily it could be a daily thing i wish i could predict the future and say that Mm-hmm. You know what? By July, we're going to be good. We flattened the curve enough to where we can open stuff back up. Which stuff is open back up anyway. And also all these protests are so like people around each other. So I'm really curious to see what's about to happen.
0: Same, same. I am like, look, so, you know, we're both concerned. <laughs> like,
2: we're I'm concerned I and, gonna I, gonna and I'm and and I also want to make sure that I'm not inciting anything. I'm just I just have on I have on my I have on my um, I do got- my my conspiracy hat a little bit just a little bit but
0: you a conspiracy not, theorist too no not at all i'm just just oh. right now though no but like black people can't it's afford so not to be i when people talk shit about conspiracy theories i was like this is a name that people put on it i said but we can't afford to be skeptical yeah. just knowing the things that they've done so yeah can't
1: but to not be um, skeptical.
0: but yeah just knowing that there is really no deadline in place or it's all this uncertainty Mm -hmm. i don't know how that would be what would it even look like because now we know that we're not going to have a normal like whatever this new normal is gonna be like we don't know what that is so can you speak to that at all like what do you even though you don't know like what do you perceive Mm -hmm. as being the hollywood space moving forward because i know you're close on Mm -hmm. scenes yeah. In areas and and some things are like unavoidable. Just even contact with characters and just things like that. Like how how would they even avoid?
2: Well, well I don't think there is avoiding it. I think you know mm-hmm. there's going to be some camera trickery to make it look like we're closer than we appear. But if anything needs to be intimate, where we do need to be in each other's space, I just feel like with with the precautions that are being taken as far as like the testing and the daily temperature checks, like that's a way to kind of like. Monitor the situation and make sure that everything is, for lack of a better term, on the up and up. Uh, I hate that term. Uh, that everything (laughs) is is all good. It just sounds like some, it just sounds like some, some corporate
1: shit. It
2: sounds like some corporate shit. That's, that's my code word. That sounds like some (laughs) corporate shit. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in like, um, words are powerful. So I believe that things are going to be very smooth and we're going to have a very, Um, coherent and awesome operation when we go back to start filming.
0: Okay, Tristan, be positive. Yes. That's going to get us through because we really do need it right now. We really do need the encouragement and positivity. And I know like the other day you went on like a little thread of just appreciation for black people, black women, and -hmm. you need those things. You need the, a lot of black women need the reassurance Black women are taken from like all the time. Our our trusts are put in jeopardy. Even little black girls aren't seen as little black girls. So you can't even be a kid for an extensive amount of time like before life is happening to you. Um, there were a string of young, of brave young ladies who were admitting their sexual assault account accounts and rape. And you still had black men going. So really all of y'all. So y- y'all want me to believe all, all right. of y'all. And you're like, are you, are you mental? <laughs> what is wrong with you? And women right. are blatantly explaining what they're dealing with. And like, sometimes it reminds me of how Dwight's act and respond when we are complaining to them. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to tell us we're not having that experience. They're like, no, you're not. Because I'm not seeing it. Right. I have never personally seen it. So it doesn't exist. And just the disregard. So, like I said, when we were talking about trust, it's like how we're going to build that trust when I'm telling you the worst thing that I've kept for whatever reason, for how long trying to protect someone else's career, even though I'm hurting. Um, I finally admit it. And you ask me if I'm lying. (laughs) Why didn't I do something? Why didn't I? You know, and, and and we're gonna struggle in that space where we do need to have those e. Sam Lawrence conversations. You also need those Thug Yoda conversations of inspiration as well, because he's an inspirational nigga. Yeah. I don't know if y'all yeah. know. <laughs> Thug Yoda is very inspirational. So, yeah, there's always one segment that I typically do have, and that is signs that you're a real adult. <laughs> what is one thing that you do now? Mm-hmm. as a grown up that you're like wow i'm really a grown up now because i'm thinking or doing this thing what is your thing
1: my
2: things are uh multiple <laughs> man um i think i think in general if i'm calling it one thing then it is being it's being a homebody slash um uh, um what do you call it um someone who makes a home a house a home a homemaker um, <laughs> okay <laughs> jesus <laughs> uh a homemaker and so like for example like um a lot of time i i just go in the house and i go in my room me and my brother share this house this is our family house my, my mom moved out and bought a condo and she left my brother and i the house we paid bills and shit um a lot of times i just hi, go brother. straight to my room and he, he upstairs he said hi uh, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times I just go in my room and I just chill in there and I do everything in my room, TV and there or whatever. But then I'm like, then after like a month and a half of being in this quarantine, it's like, I'm tired of being in this little box. Mm-hmm. I should come out into the living room where we where we're supposed to be living and stuff. And so like mm-hmm. I I cleaned up, I vacuum every other day now. Um, I have Febreze that I sprayed. I bought I bought <laughs> see, I've, I've got like 12 plant children that I have now. They ain't got no names. But they plant children. Name I got plants them. all over the place. Rude. I'm afraid to get attached.
1: But you're right. You're already
0: right. attached. They're your babies.
2: You're right. I take care of them every single day. Every single day. I have this app on my phone. that tells me, OK, now Not this needs to be missed yeah. yeah, it's called Planter. No plug. But like that's it's it's a game changer. You take a picture yeah. of each planet, tells you what kind of planet it is you tell it. You tell the app where your plant is. I'm
0: gonna get it right now.
2: And it's like it's like today you need to miss. Today you need to water these plants. Today you need to fertilize. Make sure it's not getting too much sunlight. Like it. And my plants are all thriving except for one that I'm reviving. That one's coming back to life. But like,
0: okay, plant dad. plant daddy, plant, plant daddy. <laughs> See oh. now you need to, your black planet. Go ahead and put plant daddy.
2: Plant daddy. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I'm totally getting that app. Um, no plug so yeah I'm totally one of those people too um my thing is that I hate for someone to put the, something on the garbage when it's already full like I remember my mama used to complain about this thing uh-huh. right and I used to be like oh my god shut up but now <laughs> it's like okay what is it that you don't see you don't <laughs> you don't see that it's already full um, you thought that you adding this piece and delicately putting on that it just will what? Just take it out. Like I don't understand. It's
2: gonna balance and it's gonna be all right. It's like the trash is full. The lid don't close. Take out the garbage. I conveniently place the trash cans on the side of the house. Just go ahead and take them out,
0: please. Just right there for you.
2: Please. Just bro. right there. Just put them. Just put them in the trash can. Just take it out.
0: Okay. Definitely my adult thing. Like just more and more. I'm just like my mom's name is Mildred because that's like a mom's name. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah, my family's from Arkansas. People are like, black people are in Arkansas? I'm like, my family.
1: <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> White people are everywhere. But, um, like, when I tell people, I'm like, my mom picked cotton. That's my mom. <laughs> She's 62. <laughs> my mom has just turned 62, and she picked cotton. So when you talk about slavery and things, I feel like that was not far. She More. wasn't a slave, but she had to work every summer from dusk till dawn to make money, and they have to weigh the cotton. This is osceola arkansas like the south south
1: sounds like
0: yeah it was so when people when i talk about racism i'm like bro i know what i'm talking about because when i go to arkansas there's always problems there's always problems (laughs) so um i
2: have to to breathe because i just got
1: tense
0: listen that's real that life is real and sometimes black people are removed from it a little bit because you're in, in the city sometimes and you deal with it in corporate, whatever, but uh-huh. whew, down south racism is just special. But um, before we get out of here, I typically, any, anytime that I do have a guest, I do ask them an adulting life hack. And if you don't know what adulting life hack is, basically just advice that you would have for someone who would be entering your career or whatever you're doing. So in this case, it's like. Do you have any advice for an up and coming actor in L.A. or pretty much anywhere else um, that you wish you would have known like years ago? Is there anything that you have learned now that Mm. you wish someone would have told you would have saved you time and money?
2: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Find a legitimate acting class. A lot of times actors will come to Los Angeles or come or will. Pursue acting, thinking the first thing they got to do is get an agent. I need an agent Mm. because I'm talented and I deserve to be on someone's television screen. Mm -hmm. Two out of three of those are most likely true. Yes, you are probably talented. And yes, you probably deserve on someone's screen. But that middle one that I need an agent to, that's not it. It should Mm. be I'm talented. Let me get in class to perfect my talent and my craft because I deserve to be on somebody's screen.
1: Mm-hmm. A
2: lot of people get so tied up in like, well, you got to be a working actor. A working actor is someone who works on their craft, not someone who's necessarily employed. So a working actor is someone who's in class. A working actor is someone who's collaborating with fellow actors who want to put a project together. A working actor is someone who is doing something to progress their career. It's not someone who necessarily has a job and is making a lot of money on TV or in the movies. So, yes, acting life hack get into a, a, a reputable and legitimate acting class that's going to advance your career and advance your talent because you're a talented and you deserve it.
0: You heard him? You deserve. Mm-hmm. You deserve those things. Work on your craft. Study your art.
1: Your art.
0: You know what I'm saying? As one Dragonfly Jones would say, study your art. But, <laughs> silence. Silence. <laughs> I tell you, I could watch Martin like I'd never seen it before. <laughs> I will laugh like I've never seen that show before. Mm-hmm. It was just—I don't know—it was just something so organic about that show. I still quote it to this day. I still quote you to this day. Yes. I—I—I I, I do. It's—it's it's some things that's like I have like a blue pouch back there. My I see blue, it. My blue pouch, and so um, I still use bear bears
1: mm-hmm. out
0: of context because it doesn't <laughs> matter when I use it. <laughs> You're right. It could be a response to anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you get some rice? It's like bear bears. It could be whatever like, I want it to be.
2: I'm gonna take that as a yes.
0: <laughs> Cause that's how I'm in. So, um, one, Tristan, thank you so much for joining the podcast, for sharing all of your knowledge, for being kind, all those good things. And also, I need to give you your flowers because they were doing like a countdown of the men on Insecure or Vulture. Mm-hmm. Someone was number one. Was it Lawrence? Something tells me in my spirit, like in my Shondo, that it was Thug Gilda.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, you were, uh, I saw that article. It was Thug Yoda. You're right.
0: It was Thug Gilda. So yeah. we have to give our flowers and our things because he definitely is our favorite character. Um, where can people find you?
2: Uh, at Tristan J. Winger and all, on all the social medias and now Giphy, too. I've got Let me tell
0: you, I was like, he's so (laughs) so aggravating. He don't really use his own gifts. Absolutely. That's amazing. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) I I think everybody should make their own gifts and then use them so they know, so other people know what your expressions look like when you say something. So you can add an attachment. It's like, I don't like that. And you just be like.
0: You be thinking. You already ahead.
2: Ahead of the curve.
0: You already know. But again, thank you so much. You guys know where you can always find me. Um, hit up the adulting i hate it here pod adulting i hate it here oh adulting i h i h pod on the twitter because they're haters and they have character limits who knew um but you can hit me up on the personal at i am queen t i m q w e e n t e e. same thing on instagram don't like more than five pictures because what do you want from me make (laughs) sure you subscribe on the youtube because i'll be there and remember guys adulting is a verb it is something you do it is not who you are tristan Thank you so much. Thank you. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Peace. Okay. 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 Go okay. Go okay. Go okay. Okay. Get the prep. Get the care. prep. Get the prep. Get
1: to it. Get to it. butterfly. You can't see my legs.
0: Black people are actually start a party. Bye
1: y'all. <laughs> <laughs>